You shut up. That's why your shoes raggedy. That's why your mama dead. Dead as hell. What shoes she got on? What shoes she had on her casket? That's why your granny ain't got no knees. She can't pray to Jesus, bitch. How about that? She can't double dutch. That's why your, your baby got a glass eye. And when she cry, you got to clean it with Windex, bitch. I'll get out your car. Fuck. No, my car. Hi everyone, welcome to a brand new episode of Black Brew. I'm Aaron. I'm Josh. I'm Terry. And we're your co-hosts. Welcome. Okay, so today we've got some amazing hot topics for you. One of the longest serving monarchs has recently passed. Queen Lizzie number two of England is gone. And so there's an interesting discourse happening right now that we're going to talk about. I see you Irish Twitter. Later we're going to get into... (laughs) Under the Sea drama, as Disney recently released a teaser of their 2023 movie, The Little Mermaid, starring Halle Bailey, and it has caused quite a stir uh, about Black mermaids and representation for redheads, so we'll get into that later. (laughs) But first, Josh Terry. Yes. Yes. Let's get into some political tea. Yes. Shall we? Okay, so I do not have the exact dates, but... um, Queen Elizabeth II of England died a couple of days ago. Um, or maybe like a couple of weeks ago, I don't know. So, um, some opinions, some people are really sad, some people are upset about it, some people are celebrating, mourning. What were your initial reactions about um, the Queen dying? Not to be insensitive, I was indifferent because, like, not my country, not my not my problem. Mm-hmm. The same. Uh, so at the same time, I was like, "Huh, it, it's interesting experiencing a tradition that has always occurred, but because of her length of age, it was just odd. She's always just been there, if that makes sense, with our sister country, and so it's kind of like, oh, uh, change." Dramatic change. Interesting. Yeah. My real concern was those corgis. Oh my gosh, the corgis are so cute. <laughs> I hope she didn't kill them with her. Oh okay. my God. Okay, no, no, no. That's a thing. That's a thing. I've heard people are like, oh, when I die, I want my dog to die. What the hell did the dog do to you? What the fuck? <laughs> what did the dog do to you? First of all, if I if I pass at a young age, God forbid. If I know you, like, killed my dog, I'm coming back to get you. I'm coming back <laughs> to get you. Like, why would you do that? <laughs> what kind of tradition is killing dog? I like this is more important than her actual dog. Why would you? Multi <laughs> <laughs> throughout history would literally just kill their pets or their favorite animals and bury them with them. In some cultures, your wife got buried with you. First of all, no, no. Let me tell you, the minute you croak is the minute I'm back to being single. I'm so sorry. Do not bury me in a box with my husband. I'm so sorry. Like, I cannot. I cannot. I love this man, but I'm not about to short my life. Because if he goes first and you tell me, ma'am, you have to die. You have to, like, die to go with him. I'm going to have to take that up with Jesus. I'm going to take it up with Jesus. Show I mean, me I'm, I'm distraught, but I'm not that distraught. I'm not that distraught. He would want me to live. <laughs> he would want me to live. Okay, so... Um, 
Some people have been saying that, you know, when it happened, of course, there was some TikTok, there were some memes, a lot of stuff happening on social media about her. And people were being like, this is so disrespectful. You should not be saying this kind of stuff. We need to honor the dead, not make fun of it. But then people were like, why the fuck should I honor Queen Elizabeth? She was a colonizer. Ain't no what you smoking on, I'm smoking Queen Elizabeth. Old ass white bitch, like how you die at 96. And as a Caribbean adjacent person, let me tell you, my people were thriving. My people were thriving on Twitter. <laughs> Between Word. us and the Irish, I didn't know who had a rest. <laughs> the Irish people were like, they were going in at these games. And like, I do get like the anger and everything. And I am more, I lean towards the side of like, let's not make fun of the dead. Because that could be you. But I couldn't help but chuckle a little bit. Is if you don't want people making fun of your death, don't be a bitch while you're alive. But see, I've been a bitch since I've been alive, so I can't. I, I, I have also been a bitch, but <laughs> time, I'm just like, I'm dead. So, like, I mean, but at the same time, I may have been a bitch, but I feel like that's kind of that's a little bit simplified. It's the difference between being a bitch and then literally leading like colonialism and yeah. your legacy as a queen. So, but also, I don't know. I feel like for me, I'm just like, okay, I don't understand the logic behind like, you know, like being respectful of the dead. Like I, someone sent me, um, we were talking about like writers and scholars who should be canceled. And someone was saying that Mary Shelley, we were, we were joking, this is not for real, but we were joking. So I was like, oh my God, we should cancel Mary Shelley because she uh, had sex and fucked over her like mom's grave. And I was what? like- I was, I was okay. Do you think it's disrespectful because it was her mom or because it was a grave? And they were like, it was a little bit of both. And I was like, okay, so what is disre- Like, what is the issue with like respect? <laughs> That's such a weird example. I'm I mean, did not. I mean, boning on your mama's grave. That's that, okay, y'all. I got limits. That's a limit. <laughs> That's a limit. I'm not about to. I'm not about to, play, I'm not about to play my eternal life with that one. Because let me tell you, I'm just like, over here like. Because what if something touch you? Like, I don't know if it's. Just, I don't know if it's a ghost. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's just something touched you. That's I'm scared. <laughs> I think like to come get you. I think there's also like an air of respectability politics that I think has a grip on that group of people where it's like oh you did horrible things but you served out your duty so let's honor that part and we'll all agree to like over overlook the bad parts and while i do get what it what duties did she serve um it's because she stepped up to be a monarch at such a young age and gave up her whole entire life and what she was going to do with her life to serve the like the throne the monarch which is true she was never intended to be the monarch yeah, she stepped up and served and gave up everything. And so on that note, I'm like, okay, I get it. And in her last, I ain't gonna lie, y'all, her last, like, 20 years, that lady was just at home with her corgis meeting. She wasn't doing nothing to nobody. Her son, on the other hand, we can dive into that one. But in mm-hmm. her last few years, I guess people were like, okay, she was old. She didn't really mess with anything. She tried to usher in a new type of like politics in the uk government like it's more middle ground which i guess some native ukers are upset about that and even with like the whole harry and megan how she handled that everybody's like okay maybe give her her good graces and i'm a person like i have a weird policy with old people so i can admit my biasness but like once you hit 65 
I'm like, you one step in the grave, baby. Let's go ahead. Get all your misery out now for you have to be stuck with it. Like, what the fuck? Like, I've always had that outlook. I think this comes from my parents where it's like, okay, once you hit 65, okay. 65 ain't like, that damn old. Shoot. The, really the, way, the way we eat in these days, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> so. Oh my God. So I think that's where my heart's like, yeah, I don't respect the throne, but I can't admire the woman who. I, let me not say admire the woman. I can admire the integrity it took to give up your whole life for something you did not want at the first place and mm-hmm. step up where very few would have. I would say uh, the two things I have to comment on her is one, I think it's really weird that Americans are kind of like yes! giving, giving an opinion on it. I'm like, none of us have lived under her regime. I don't no. think any of us really have much room to talk and our country is too busy fucking up the world too. And then on top of that, I think I think it's just humans are complicated, and I think it's very valid for people to mourn someone. There are always a good aspect of someone. Someone has a good memory of someone somewhere. Yeah. I mean, shit, even Hitler made good memories. Ooh, of that's family, the, that's one. <laughs> I, mean, I hear, I, I hear he made beautiful pictures. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful yes, pictures. and you know, like I think it's valid for the people for England in the UK. I think it's valid for them to mourn. She is a cultural symbol. She is the longest monarch they've ever had. In their culture, the monarchy, the the royalty, they're they're a personification of the country, its values, its culture. Something we don't have, something we don't have experience with. I don't think we should make any judgments towards that. You That's know, their culture. Oh, but a friend, but I think it's valid. American Sorry. equivalent of like a Queen Elizabeth dying, and I was like, obviously Beyonce. If Beyonce died, like that would be the that's the only equivalent. I was I thinking could. Obama, but okay. Well, when Betty White died. <laughs> oh gosh, when Betty White died, I took that like that one was my grandmother. I was bawling, boohooing. Because our cultural icons tend to be more politicians and stars, yeah. where theirs is their royalty. Um, but I think it's also valid for people who are living and still affected by her choices and her direct ancestors' choices for them to be mad at her and praising it yeah. i think people have the right to rejoice in their sense of liberation um just as much as it is for people to mourn in their grief and i think just because i am sad and you're you are happy they don't cancel each other out with you separate different people and we just mind our business you know what i mean like let people feel what they need to feel hear out people that need to speak and move on yeah, I just think that the issue that comes about that I've seen a lot, especially on Twitter, is the people who are like, oh, speaking out in defense of her, seem to forget that we fought a whole war to break free of the monarchy. Like, really there's, people the, there's people from the UK who are like, Americans, like, you're being embarrassing by, like, um, saying, oh, Lizzie's over, like, her reign's over. And I'm like, did you forget everything we did to be free from y'all? Mm-hmm. I'm not honoring your monarchy. We would actually have been better off if we had stayed with them. Yeah, that actually is true. We would have been better under the monarchy than independently. At least, at least independently, America, mm-hmm. America had its own struggles. If we had had a thorough system before leaving the monarchy, I think we've would been better off. But we just we were like that one ex who was like, "Oh, you gonna see me today?" and left. <laughs> like we were this is- that bitter ex. <laughs> And this is the thing, like, literally the things, like, looking back historically now that we have more information and we're not being brainwashed by our propaganda, it's like, we really had no reason to leave. We were, we were more of a burden to the empire 
that the empire was to us. We and were they, mad because we refused, we refused to be taxed on just about anything. The one thing they finally taxed us on so we wouldn't be a drain to the system, we had a hissy fit. And because the, white, the certain white people that had power here wanted to maintain that power, they're like, you know what? We're just going to break away and take control. Yeah. And they convince everyone of this narrative. And not to mention, the UK gave up slavery way earlier than American colonies did. If we had stayed with them, we would... I would have... Our ancestors would have been living such a different life. I mean, mine is, mine is still... Like, one half of mine is still under the British rule. <laughs> the Caribbean and the Muffy families who live in... R.I.P. Yeah, like, we, we still there. <laughs> we still there. At least the island's pretty, right? I know, right? At least we got pretty islands. Nice source. <laughs> very, very nice. Might not have nice gowns. <laughs> <laughs> did y'all see Megan's outfit? Yes. Mm, I did not. She looked she, good. Yeah, she, looked she good. did. Yeah. I don't like the trend, and this is what's making me infuriated with the UK. I do get the noblism. I get the stiff upper lip. Like, I was having this conversation with a friend. Well, not a friend, but like with my husband last night, and I said... I think the thing that I forget sometimes is that in minority circles, like we have a respect culture about us where there's just some things disrespectfully we don't cross the line on. Like we still honor like that, but in certain groups, it's like, oh, I'm going to be hateful as hell to you, but you still have to agree with me or work with me no matter how heinous I can be to you. Because when I tell you the way they're treating this poor woman and blaming her for the queen's death and like being like you and Harry caused the queen's death. I'm like, did you not forget she has a whole pedophile? Like, right there. A whole son pedophile. Right. I like, like, I bet they're happy to not have to pay for them anymore. Like, you, you still got Andrew over here. Mr. Epstein Island. Mr. Payoff. Over Come here. on. Let me tell you, I would rather have that one angsty child who wants to break free than have a pedophile. And he's just breaking free because he doesn't want his wife whacked and killed like his mama. Yeah, and I'm part of bothers me. Like, I do get the, the like, when people are like, oh, well, they're still in the media. And that contradicts the statement they made about why they left the royal family. I'm like, I do get that. But I'm also like, do y'all not see, like, the call is coming from inside the house. You are the bully. Mm-hmm. Who then wants to turn around and be mm-hmm. praised for being like, oh, well, look, we try to be understanding, but let's hate her. Let's condemn her. Let's condemn her children. Like, putting all this weight on somebody. It's like, put yourself in her shoes. Put yourself in her shoes. And also, I'm sorry. I have much more respect for my husband who decided to go against his family and protect me and what our family were making than someone who would rather sit there and enjoy me in misery. I'm just looking at Will and Kate. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like to me, it's mm-hmm. like the, the marriage, the, the monarchy, like Christianity values do say when you marry, you leave your family and become your own. So to me to then have the public that kisses the ass of the monarchy sit there and go, well, they left and they disrupted the royal thing. I'm like, y'all complain about the royalty. So which one is it? Do you want to like them or do you just want to have something to bitch about? I feel like I feel like the only two. Okay, like I don't care about the monarchy in England like at all. The only two times I have ever had like a remote interest in the like the royal uh, royal family is obviously Princess Diana because what happened to her was tragic. As and Diana well. was iconic. Diana was and just- then obviously Meghan Markle. Those were like the only two times I was like I had any remote interest, and the two times it was like some badass shit happened to a woman who was in the fucking monarchy. So, I mean, and I just want to make one thing clear that no, that everybody likes to overlook 
because people are like, oh, well, the queen obviously died because of stress from them. I'm like, this is the same woman who invited them over for Christmas after they left the monarchy and like had private visits with them. So I don't think her issue lied with them. I don't think her issue also, I, well, for, like y'all, come on. She was 96 years old. That's what, in this day and age, that's like living forever. Especially for all the chemicals and lies. Very just cited evidence, y'all, that we all about to die at 65 because we'll be eating anyway. So this bitch should live to 96. Like, come on now. Like, this woman lived a long life. Like, give her give her credit where it's due. 94, 90s at all. That's a record. That's a record. I mean, all I got to say is my grandma turned 100 the other day, so. Y'all, the men in my family die in their 70s, but the women do live until the 90s. So I think I'm going to be okay. And we talking about diabetes and everything. So I might make it. <laughs> My mom says it's because men are afraid to go to the doctor. That's why. It's true. Um, I will say, if I'm on my, if it's, if I get my genes from my mama's side, I'm dying early. My, my mom and my aunt has spilt like milk sitting in the sun. I ain't going to lie. Not milk. (laughs) Not the the (laughs) The mama's side. side, (laughs) It's pretty rough. But if I'm my grandma's side, I'm going to live forever. (laughs) Yeah. I got my grandma's build, so I know I'm gonna live a good life. But I'm also like, damn, she she outlived every husband. <laughs> she outlived yeah, every, yeah. She outlived she every husband every she had. Husband. That one was on husband number three. <laughs> oh, something, something tell me that grandma gets to be taking them out. But she, you know what? That's the same woman who pulled up on her property late at night. She was shooting family or not, family or not. She was shooting at that door. So maybe. <laughs> so. Oh my god! It was your grandmother a black widow? <laughs> <laughs> Oh. <laughs> but it's like I'm, I'm gonna make her kudos because like i'm gonna tell you as a kid who's like amazed that i made it to 26 the thought of making it to 94 terrifies me <laughs> i don't want i'm like i'm thinking about the way the world is now the tragedies that'll come with it but yeah the global crisis that we're waiting to walk into yeah also i just want to point out if we look historically at trending as much as america is like in the dumpster fire right now all around no matter where you stand it's about time for it. If you look at the rise and fall of certain civilizations. Yeah, like and the, I mean the empire, like the right, like they track throughout history, like what time, like empires rise and fall. And they say that historically, according to like the, them tracking through history, that it's about it's about to happen with America because we're about to have some kind of incident happen. With how the global economy is working. Like, originally, we were a single-power economy where it was just America kind of booming and controlling, and then the Soviet Union popped up, and then we had a bilateral um, world system, which is fine. There's still peace. Both are kind of creating tensions, but because there's two of them, things are predictable. But now we're entering a multilateral power system where multiple countries are now reaching to the forefront. Like, well, China, we always knew was going to come back because China has existed longer than any nation that has existed other than India at this point. Yeah, they run the um, Iron Fist. They, they, they have went through many incarnations, but they are not going to die. <laughs> and then we have the rise of Russia again, trying to hit in the main uh, stage. Then you see a lot of developing countries that are moving at a rate much faster than America. Then America's population is dying anyways. We're an aging population. It was just bound to happen. And we're not having any births lately. I think, do you think what happens like in other countries, like identity politics and like stuff like that is not the forefront. So they mostly focus on structuring their military and control. Whereas America, yes, we're the land of the free, but we're, do you think our free spirit comes back to bite us in the ass? We're a neoliberal system. This, 
this is the land of the free of the few. Yeah. And what's happening is the few is losing their power and they're not liking that at all. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I advocate for a three-party system, but, but I don't feel like that's going to happen any day now. I feel like I advocate for communism. Anyway, I, I, we have, I have, we, we have to move no. on to our next no. topic. <laughs> a really system do. focused on people's needs and not economy. Yes. Okay, I, I do consider myself a capitalist when it comes to the economy, but that's because I'm a small business owner and I have parents on both sides of the political spectrum and the one thing that we can agree on is capitalism. But I do think if we went back to like how we had at the beginning... Capitalism, we the instigator... Like, we can accumulate wealth without it exploiting people. And capitalism particularly requires competition. I think we're going to have exploitation regardless of where we're at because people are just biased and inherently, like, we're always going to look out for our own needs, even when we're looking to help each other. Yeah. That's the question. Should we be complacent or should we put regulations down to prevent the darker side of human nature from creating an environment that is, we might as well be living in the woods. I think because that's where we are now. I think that even if we put boundaries down, there's still people who will manipulate the market to benefit them. So I'd rather see an open market where we're all able to get a piece of the pie and thrive or fail as necessary, versus we just give it all up to one person or one. I feel like the market can screw us is, over. I feel like the market the is issue the is the focus. Hmm. So the the, fo- the issue is the focus. So in our country, we believe our freedom comes from our market. But that's not how freedom is forged. We have the freedoms to do commerce and enter the market. But I do not have I do not have the rights to ensure water, safety, shelter, resources. And that's where capitalism becomes problematic. It creates a rule that we're free. No, I'm not free because someone's able to capitalize on resources that shouldn't be owned by any human being in the first place. Like it, us having property or private property in that sense, it's made up. Personal property, yes, we all deserve personal property. You have a small business, that's yours. The money you're making it, that's yours. But we should not be accumulating wealth at the detriment of a community. Like we need a more community structured system where people are still making prosperity without that prosperity coming at the expense of another, if that makes sense. I think we have plenty of land and resources. I think the issue is, and I, and I say this even as someone who's what's in the, in the throes of it, we have a society where people don't want to contribute anything they want. Like I will, I would believe that like, but not capitalizing on property or anything it isn't fine though it's like i don't it is. I, feel like, I feel like to be an american unfortunately you have to do your work and if you're unwilling to do your work and live off the backs of other people you're kind of you're not being fair to i think we don't have that the, huh? so what what causes that mentality isn't our innateness that mentality is directly correlated with the type of capitalism and neoliberal system that we have we live in a system where like the bargaining chip was you only have to work 40 hours a week and still not have enough. That's not a bargaining chip. We are losing our ambition to work because there is no gain from it. The gain is going to someone else where our gain is having bare minimum to survive and occasionally getting something that makes us happy. That's not living. I market. feel like I the think it's mismanagement. Wanting to contribute 
is literally just a narrative because we have a society where we expect people to do X amount of work and the work that we ask people to do is exhausting and we should not even, I shouldn't even have to work if I don't want to, but I should still be able to have whatever I want in a society. I still need food to survive, but I shouldn't have to work to have food because it's like, it's what I need to survive. So I feel like in my mind, a society where people don't ask them how to get there because I don't have an answer, but in my <laughs> mind, and I don't have to have an answer, but in my mind, I think a more just and peaceful society would be a society where if you, you work whatever you can and whatever you want to work, but that shouldn't mm-hmm. stop you from being able to get whatever, not just needs, but also luxuries as well. Because I feel like even if I, poor people should get stuck, and, and in my society, poor people wouldn't exist because poverty would have been abolished because I wouldn't ask for a system like capitalism that requires people to live in poverty. So I feel like a system where you work what you can, you work what you want to work, but you can still function as a human being and get your needs and your wants and desires as well. That's how I feel about the book. Human nature isn't to be lazy and selfish. We are designed to be communal. And what motivates us, and I say this as someone who works in a degree field where we have to literally study the the psychosocial structure of humans to get them to learn. We discover that like with children, for example, children want to learn, engage and do work if they feel a part of the community. If they feel like what they're doing is important, what they're discovering is important. That is where most of our psychological structures are set is to work as a community. Our current system, because it promotes this individualistic ideas of life, we no longer have this community feel. We don't. We we cling to it in things like fandoms and subgroups and kinks and things like that because it's the closest thing that we can feel any sense of community from. But the reality is, if we could re if we could restructure our society where people are the focus, where connection, prosperity of each other is the focus, we'll see jobs, the way work works, the way economy works, it would completely change because it's focused on helping each other and feeling connected. And when you feel connected to someone, you're least likely to try to fuck them over. Human nature is to stick to those that we bond with. I can agree with that. To an extent, but I do think you're on the right path of what I'm trying to preach on, because mm-hmm. I do think, he, and I'm going to admit my bias to this openly, like, if my perspective has always been from a biblical traditional perspective, where it's like, the Bible says, if the man who doesn't work, let him not sit at the table, essentially. I'm misquoting the full scripture. Like, I'm not saying the exact words, but it's like, everybody <laughs> has a job, like, everybody has a job in the community. It doesn't mean you have to work yourself to death, but as long as you're contributing and giving your gifts and needs for the betterment of your community, then you have a seat at the table. But my I fear think we is we can all agree to that. Yeah, no. but I, <laughs> I don't feel like I should have to contribute well, to have a seat at the table. Well, I think I think, I think we it, should. I think there is an ethical portion to we should all contribute to the best that we can. Yeah, that should be ethical. But I don't think that ethic should be mandated by a system just like it for example that is your religious perspective so why is your religious perspective so highly embedded in our societal structure because i think yes everyone should contribute to some degree do the best that you can help each other out but like why should i decide the the size of the detriment 
of you choosing not to do it. Because naturally, like, if a human being is not helping each other, we'll just move away from them naturally. Yeah, and that's but, what I'm saying. For those who don't want to work or don't want to contribute to society, even the barrier, like, even if you're, like, say you are, like, intellectually disabled, there's still a role for you in the community, whether that be entertaining and helping with children, simply sitting there and being, like, a pivotal person to have conversation with, you're still contributing a role in society. I think the thing that bothers me is we've drifted so far, like, into the realm of individualism in America. There's no longer a what is better meant for us. It's like, how can I step on your toes to get over you? That I don't think we can ever get back to that because people, like, a whole generation of kids and then some have been indoctrinated to believe that is the American way. Whereas well, if we go back to like the family narrative or like the community church narrative, everybody's going to have a role. There's going to be a job. You're going to contribute. I think that you would be surprised how quick human nature is to change back to its original course. Um, if you work with children, you see it all the time. And I mean, you I currently see, do. Yeah. Like I'm, I currently do. I would do. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I didn't know if you work with children or not. I know yeah. with me working with the youngest of the groups, I'm like, all the things that we need to see in humanity exist currently in the innateness of the child. It's just, do we, the adults, choose to foster it? And even though it is harder to foster it later, whether they're older children or an adult, it can still be brought back because it is what psychologically all of us crave for. We crave for, but is it, I think we're past the point of where we can instill it in a generation of people, I think the best outcome now is to be like, okay, we all carry our weight. You do your work. This is American society doesn't owe you anything. The most you're owed is the opportunity to make something better for yourself. I, and I, if you don't have the resources to do that, then look and find your own, find a community that's willing to help nurture and find your gifts. I think sitting back and saying, oh, if I don't want to work, I should be expected to still receive housing and stuff like that. I think that's an area of entitlement because other countries don't have that system. And they and um, that in those and in those countries, people have a more hardworking at work ethic than we have in Western civilizations. Okay, y'all. Hey, though y'all, we okay. We have to. We can talk about this uh, on a different day. This was good. Finally, have to move on. Okay, so um, our next topic. So recently, uh, Disney released a bunch of different like teasers and trailers for things that are coming out soon. And something that has definitely made the headlines recently, but I mean, ever since it was announced that she was playing Ariel in Little Mermaid, Mermaid, it has been controversial. But of course, when they released a teaser, um, it had like 1.5 million dislikes on YouTube because people hate, hate, hate that Halle Bailey is playing Ariel in Little Mermaid. There are like arguments that people are saying, such as like, um, the Little Mermaid is a Danish story, therefore Ariel should be white. Saying that mermaids living under the sea, therefore their skin color would not be dark. Stuff like it was like European mytholo mythological feature, so that we Ariel should be white. And then that's it's ruining childhoods by changing character because little white girls with red hair can't see themselves be envisioned in a live action version. So there's a lot of stuff discursively happening about the Little Mermaid. So, what are your takes on? Halle Bailey playing it, and is she ruining childhoods? <laughs> I think the people throwing hissy fits are ruining childhoods because how are you going to yeah, tell honestly. me a made up mythical creature is getting you this heated? I had this whole, and then when you called out about it, they're like, oh, I'm not racist. I'm like, you know what? I can understand having sentimental attachment to a character. That's fine. But with all of your complaints, you're rooted in 
and pointedly addressing the skin color of the actress playing her, I find it very hard to believe that it's not coming from the other side. Mm. There's black Danish people too. There's nothing in the little mermaid that alludes or connects it back to Danish culture. There are multiple mermaid myths across the world. Disney blended like Ariel's related to Triton, which is a Greek God that has nothing to do with the Danes. Like Ariel's a direct cousin to Hercules. Like, Clearly, Disney doesn't give a shit about, you know, historical accuracy when it comes to Little Mermaid. There's nothing, there's nothing relevant in her story that requires us telling a specific racial or ethnic group story. It could literally, it could be an Islamic woman dressed as Ariel. It could be a, Thai, a Taiwanese woman playing as Ariel. It really wouldn't matter because the story revolves around a make-believe fish woman who wants to be human. Also, they didn't have the same energy for the live action Little Mermaid play where they had a Hawaiian native play Ariel. So what's the difference? You right. You really are right. I brought that argument up last night. Again, I like how I talked to my friends about this. And I was like, you know, I wish people would not be afraid to address the real root issue of why they're so defensive about it. And person. Huh? It's because it's a black person. Well, not even that. I, I can understand. Here's how I look at it. And this one, I will say, took a lot of grace to get to. I can understand if they would just acknowledge, huh? That's a movie. Took a lot of grace. You have grace because I ain't got that. Um, I can understand, and I look at like the white race as a collective on this one. I can understand if white people would just acknowledge the fact that their main fear of modern diversity and stuff stems from the fact that they acknowledge how bad other minorities have had it and they're afraid to be replaced in that narrative. Let's address that part and get to the root of it. I mean, I can work with that because it's true. We all see it. We understand it. My issue is for those who are like, okay, I have a sentimental value to the character. I would, I would like that. I, I don't understand why in Hollywood with all these writers, they don't just make a new character or something. I can understand that. But when you sit here and your whole argument and shaming and collective bashing has to do with you making jokes at the expense of this girl's skin color and talking shit about her based on her skin versus you just saying, I don't like the creative, I don't like the creative shifts that they're doing. That shows your heart more to me. Because no matter how this much you spin someone- it, no matter how much you spin it, your tweets, your comments, the spectacle we're seeing about it, and then the comparison when we're like when black when the black media makes the argument of, hey, it's a fake character, let's not be upset, and then they turn and go, well, how would you like if we made MLK? Why I'm like you're those that's not apples to apples. Girl, and two, and two MLK is but here's my thing on that one. I said, I was making the argument to, and the person I was talking to was white and for this understanding. I said, do people not see the irony of that though? Because in your making that comparison, you're telling me as a person of color that you see all of our heroes and all of the important people in history as just fake narratives. You're showing your heart. You're showing that you never see them as people. You just see them as spectacles. And that's why you're making I such mean, a big deal. I'm just, I'm just going to be honest with y'all. As someone born and raised by white people in all white area. It it li- there's not a lot of thought to this. It literally is. They're black, and it triggers me. That's it. Yeah, and if they can I, acknowledge I was that, raised I can with work. these people. Yeah, like, I was raised with these people, and literally anything. I mean, anything on the news. If a black person gets more rights, suddenly it's a bad thing. If a black person's in the movie, it's a bad thing. It's literally because you're black, and I now have to look at you. You offend me, and I'm going to make a loop around excuse to why. 
because even when I talked to these people, when I was raised with these people, there was no real reasoning other than that they're black. And my thing they is, couldn't they vocalize it, but it was obvious. But they don't want to admit it to themselves. And that's the part that bothers me. I'm like, I can work more with somebody. And I say this as someone who has accidentally dated a few people like that. And as who grew up in a predominantly white community. I understand the sentimental values and characters hold. Like they be taking that to the to the grave. I can work with you on that. But the minute you were so oblivious to the fact that what your argument is based in is on racism or on just a disregard for people of color, that's what I'm like. Well, let's address that part first before you make any other comment about a movie, a character. Let's work on that. Well, I feel like okay. what is more important, nostalgia or an entire group of people getting representation that they never Thank had you. before. And that's the question I, I like. I always pose with the people around me. And for the most part, I've been very blessed to be like, okay, I have people who understand that. And they're like, no, it's sentimental, but I really don't care in the end because I understand it's important for a whole different generation of kids. Cool. But the people who sit there and will turn blue in the fucking face while sitting there going, it's not about race, but she's black. I'm like, do you not realize? Look in the mirror. The pot is black. The kettle's black. It's both of us. What are you doing? <laughs> It makes me frustrated because it's like they they like they get so upset when it's like, well, you guys are making a race thing, but then you turn around and in your anger, you collectively made it a race thing. Y'all, y'all directly make it a race thing, and it's frustrating because you shouldn't be seeing it like that. If anything, nobody's saying you can't watch the original movie. Also, the original artist on the movie was a black man. Like. It'd be different if we took, for example, Brave. Brave is contextually going to be a white woman. It's yeah, Brave old, is a white woman. It's an older Celt Scottish woman in a time where black people were not very frequent in Scotland. If I turn that person into a black character when it's based on his some historical foundations, then that'll have been problematic. Or yeah. if, for example, Rapunzel. Rapunzel is contextual. If, if we kept Rapunzel entangled, specifically where she's at, Contextually, yes, she's white because it's taking place in Germany during a time where there were no black people. Well, actually, there were some black people, but not that many. It's like yeah. I can get that. And then I'm getting rid of wait, the other mermaids that are of different skin colors. Yeah, literally, all of her sisters are all different cultural groups. Apparently, like somebody's saying that each mermaid represents a different um, ocean. That's why she has seven sisters of different colors. They each represent a different ocean. I don't know how much truth there is to that, but it makes Wait, sense. Wait, there's only four and, to five oceans. But it could be also seas. Yeah, I think it's oceans and seas, but they each have it. And there was a Black Mermaid in the original one. And so I'm like, why? I can understand if Disney was just going to completely like Lion King this and make the whole cast Black. But from what I'm understanding, they're just changing Ariel's demographic. You're still going to have King Triton, Daddy Triton over here, like looking like a stallion and then you gotta have all of her siblings like it's gonna be fine so why are you so hell-bent upset over this if i anything, think in general why not stream both why not I mean, be happy period. to have the original the nostalgia one that everybody when they think of the little mermaid you're gonna think of the white red-headed disney girl there's no way around that but let a generation of kids enjoy this like it's a character it's not even a real i can understand if it was a real historical character but my brain is like it's a mermaid it's a it's mermaid. A mermaid. <laughs> I don't understand. I, I feel like we have bigger issues to address than that. I think what has happened, and I think this is on fault of both Democrats and Republicans in this country, is that in this war of racial politics and identity politics, 
they have turned black people into a weapon. I completely agree with that. I completely agree. Liberal media has when when we do get representation has presented it in a way that is an attack to white people. And then the right media has structured it in a way that anything that is black in in the public eye is now an attack to white people. We we've always been a threat to them culturally because of how they set things up. But we they have definitely instigated it where now we can't even enjoy black media without something racist having to just attack it and, and it's demean it. Because if you look at it as a whole, I think it's because the whole ideal that people have that black people are one monolith, like we can't have independent thoughts or subsets of sub- subsets of groups like white culture has. Where, like, you have, like, your far-left white people, your far-right, your middle ground. You'll have, like, all narratives. Black people only seem to be wanted when we're feeding into a liberal agenda or being used to be, like, official. Oh, huh? When we're beneficial yeah, or, to or the, white, the white moderates. But nobody's taking the point to notice that we have all different types of black people. We can independently think and support things. We don't have to be a weaponized tool. It's like we're still being used as a method of currency instead of being included as something like before it was monetary currency now it's moral and like societal currency of like okay if you're black you have to be democratic you have to do this and then you have value but if you don't fit that niche we're going to weaponize you all of a sudden you're a self-hating person you're this you're that and on the other side when you have people who are who are republican who are like okay i'm not racist but if i don't agree with everything 100 percent I'm going to be told or I'm going to be presented white. I'm going to be presented to the black crowd as being hateful and racist. We've been done a disservice all around. And it's only getting worse because the midterms and elections are coming up. The dog whistles being out that like, oh, you remember these people are racist and only we can think highly of you. I don't think all Republicans and conservatives are racist. I do think there's a subset that gets a louder voice than others. And I say this growing up with a father who was a black Republican. And being around Republican circles, a good majority are just like, I don't care about your race. I just want to know, are we going to be contrib- contributing members of society? But when you have people who are like, hey, I, it feels like all we're being focused on is about Black feelings. I feel like we've been put on a pedestal on the Democratic side to be like, oh, like we're all beneath these people. We're inferior to them because of the pain we cause. It's like, okay, no pain was caused. Policy should be made to remedy that. Let's work on this. But at a certain point, I'm like, you're no longer saying this because you care about Black people. You're saying this because it's like your gotcha thing. And it's frustrating because it's like you do have conservatives who give a crap about Black people, who give a crap about all people. They're just not looking at race. that fall in the middle. But unfortunately, the loudest mouths on both sides get heard. And it's like, now it's like, okay, because I don't want to appear racist, I've kept my mouth shut. But now policies are being made that threaten on my civil liberties that I don't agree with. So now I'm going to have to push back, come hell or high water, even if it makes me look like a racist. And I think that's where a lot of Republicans, like, who aren't, like, libertarian or fall in the middle ground are starting to fall into that category. Because the few nut jobs have been made to represent the many. You know, um, to go back to, sorry, <laughs> to go back to yeah. Ariel. Um, I mean, I feel like Disney chose her because she has an amazing voice and the entire story around The Little Mermaid is literally about her voice. So also, like, honestly, if we don't be mad about anybody being in the film, Most Aquafina being- Wait, what? 
what? Nobody told me I cannot stand Aquafina. No, that ruined the whole movie for me. Why you do that? Oh. <laughs> she is voice acting. Um, she is not voice acting the Jamaican crab. Thank God. Okay, thank God, because I had to. I'm sorry, the New York would jump out of me. I would have to go in on this but, movie. You know, but if she wanted, oh, she speaks in a black scent. But I feel like Ariel. I mean. Her, the, yeah, the story it doesn't have anything to race. Like I know people. I I saw one tweet about the MLK being white, which is an interesting argument that you said about like them seeing our leaders as being fictitious. But I also saw like, well, what if we turn like um, Princess Tiana white instead? But obviously, her story literally is Wouldn't about makes sense. Makes sense. And like, but her story was created specifically about her being like a black woman because obviously the the original story of the princess and the frog is not about a black woman in you know new orleans but or louisiana so i don't understand why people feel this way i guess i do they're racist obviously and they just want to admit it but i think it's interesting so we have run out of time so we will end our podcast here and next week we will see you and probably be talking about that incident that just happened recently that everyone is talking about um that i cannot remember but yeah <laughs> I, did not, well, not I was like wait i was like wait what happened i was like what incident there's what is, so many <laughs> the news recently uh, oh the desantis thing yes yes oh yes. the martha Vit- oh god that's problematic yeah. yeah, we could spend a whole podcast episode on that one alone because I'm furious. I'm yeah, furious. so Blackberry listeners, check out our Instagram, follow us, like us, share us, and we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> Are you going to say bye, Josh? I did. I said bye. Oh, oh, I didn't hear you. Sorry. Okay, goodbye, everyone. Oh.